0: ENCYCLICALS OF POPE PIUS XII MIRANDA PRORSUS ON MOTION PICTURES, RADIO, AND TELEVISION WRITTEN ON THE 8TH DAY OF SEPTEMBER, 1957 INTRODUCTION THOSE VERY REMARKABLE TECHNICAL INVENTIONS, WHICH ARE THE boast OF THE MEN OF OUR GENERATION, THOUGH THEY SPRING FROM HUMAN INTELLIGENCE AND INDUSTRY, ARE NEVERTHELESS THE GIFTS OF GOD our Creator, from whom all good gifts proceed. For he has not only brought forth creatures, but sustains and fosters them once created. Of these inventions, some increase and multiply the strength and power of men. Others improve their conditions of life, while others, and these particularly concern the mind, reach the mass of people themselves, either directly or through the pictures and sounds they produce and convey to them in a form easy to understand, the news, thoughts, and usages of every nation, and by these means provide, as it were, food for the mind, especially during the hours of rest and recreation. With regard to this last type of invention, in our own age, the greatest impetus has been received by the arts connected with motion pictures, radio, and television. REASONS FOR THE CHURCH'S INTEREST From the time when these arts first came into use, the church welcomed them, not only with great joy, but also with a motherly care and watchfulness, having in mind to protect her children from every danger as they set out on this new path of progress. This watchful care springs from the mission she has received from the divine Savior himself. For, as is clear to all, These new forms of art exercise very great influence on the manner of thinking and acting of individuals and of every group of men. There is in addition another reason why the Church considers a matter of this kind to be particularly her concern. Hers is the duty, and for a much stronger reason than all others can claim, of announcing a message to every man. This is the message of eternal salvation a message unrivaled in its richness and power, a message in fine which all men of every race and every age must accept and embrace, according to the saying of the Apostle of the Gentiles. To me, the least of all the saints, is given this grace, to preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to enlighten all men that they may see what is the mystery which hath been hidden from eternity in God who created all things. Previous Papal Utterances It is therefore not surprising that they who exercise the supreme authority of the Church have treated of this important matter with the intention of providing for the eternal salvation of those who are not redeemed with corruptible things of gold and silver, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb unspotted and undefiled, and they have weighed carefully all the questions with which motion pictures, radio, and television today confront Christians. More than twenty years have passed since our predecessor of happy memory, Pius XI, making use of the remarkable invention of Marconi, issued the first message by radio to all nations and to every creature. A few years later, this same predecessor of ours sent to the hierarchy of the United States of America that memorable encyclical letter entitled "Vigilanti Cura. In that letter, while giving wise principles concerning films adapted to existing needs, he said this, Here is a matter for which immediate provision is absolutely necessary. We must ensure that all progress made by God's favor, both in human knowledge and in technical skill, shall in practice so serve God's glory, the salvation of souls and the extension of Christ's kingdom, that we all, as the Church bids us pray, may so pass through temporal goods, that we may not lose what is eternal. And we ourselves, in the course of our Supreme Pontificate, have often, when opportunity offered, dealt with this same question, giving appropriate directives not only to bishops, but also to various branches of Catholic action and to Christian educators. And further, we have gladly admitted to our presence those whose special profession it is to practice the art of the motion picture or radio or television. To these, after we have made clear our admiration for the notable progress they have achieved in those arts, we have pointed out the obligations by which each is bound And at the same time, beside the great merit they have won, we set out the dangers into which they can easily fall, and the high ideals which ought to enlighten their minds and direct their wills. We have also, as you know, taken steps to set up in the Roman Curia a special commission whose task it is to make careful study of the various questions connected with motion pictures, radio, and television, which touch on the Catholic faith and Christian morals. From this commission, bishops and all other interested parties can expect to obtain appropriate directives. Very often, we ourselves have made use of the modern remarkable inventions by which we can unite the worldwide flock with its supreme pastor, so that our voice passing in sure and safe flight over the expanse of sea and land, and even over the troubled emotion of souls, may reach men's minds with a healing influence, in accordance with the demands of the task of the supreme apostolate, confided to us, and today extended almost without limit. Results of the Papal Teaching We are not a little comforted, since we know that the addresses on this subject, both our own and those of our late predecessor of happy memory, Pius XI, have had considerable influence in directing the arts of motion pictures, radio and television, to the task of recalling men to the pursuit of the perfection of their individual souls, and thus to the promotion of God's glory. For by your diligent and watchful care, venerable brethren, the initiative was given to works by which an apostolate on these lines was not only encouraged in individual dioceses and nations, but also embraced by whole peoples by means of united efforts and plans. Not a few statesmen as well as those who are engaged in the professions or in business, and most of those, Catholic and non-Catholic alike, who attend shows of this kind, gave evidence of their sane thinking on this important matter, and at the cost of trouble and even material loss, made efforts that not only the dangerous evil should be avoided, but that the sacred commandments of God should be obeyed, and the dignity of the human person kept safe. Yet we must, alas, repeat that sentence of the Apostle of the Gentiles. Not all obey the gospel. For in this matter there are not wanting those who neither understand nor recognize the teaching function of the church. Some even oppose it by every possible means. They are, as you know, those who are moved by an inordinate desire for gain, or deceived by errors, They do not have a balanced view on human dignity and freedom. Or finally, they give full acceptance to a false opinion about the real meaning of art. Though the manner of acting of these men fills our mind with grief, yet we cannot fail in our duty and turn aside from the right path. We hope that there will be said likewise of us, those words which his enemies used of our divine Redeemer. We know that thou art a true speaker, and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man. Reasons for this letter Just as very great advantages can arise from the wonderful advances which have been made in our day, in technical knowledge concerning motion pictures, radio, and television, so too can very many great dangers. For these new possessions and new instruments, which are within almost everyone's grasp, introduce a most powerful influence into men's minds, both because they can flood them with light, raise them to nobility, adorn them with beauty, and because they can disfigure them by dimming their luster, dishonor them by a process of corruption, and make them subject to uncontrolled passions, according as the subjects presented to the senses in these shows are praiseworthy, or reprehensible. In the past century, advancing technical skill in the field of business frequently had this result. Machines which ought to serve men when brought into use rather reduced them to a state of slavery and caused grievous harm. Likewise today, unless the mounting development of technical skill applied to the diffusion of pictures, sounds, and ideas is subjected to the sweet yoke of the law of Christ. It can be the source of countless evils, which appear to be all the more serious, because not only material forces, but also the mind are unhappily enslaved, and man's inventions are, to that extent, deprived of those advantages which, in the design of God's providence, ought to be their primary purpose. Consequently, since we, as a father, have daily pondered with ever greater anxiety, the essential nature of this problem, and have considered the salutary benefits, so far as films are concerned, which have resulted during more than two decades from the encyclical letter Vigilanti Cura, yielding to the petitions of the bishops and those laymen who make a study of these arts. We wish by this letter to give directives and instructions with regard to both sound broadcasting and television. Therefore, after we have made earnest prayer to God, and sought the help of his Virgin Mother, we address you, venerable brethren, whose wise pastoral care is well known to us, with a view not only to setting forth clearly the Christian doctrine in this matter, but to undertaking suitable plans and initiatives. And so, with all the force at our command, we desire to impress upon you how the flock, committed to the care of each one, should be protected against any errors and harm from whatever source which the use of the arts under discussion can introduce with serious risk to the practices of Christian life.